Please listen carefully. Welcome to the Rick and Dodd Show. Two dudes, a podcast, and some laughs. Prepare to be underwhelmed. And away we go. Oh, baby in the cafe. Um, so, like I said, it was it fell to me to uh, to plan something. So again, like asked, well, let's just get the team together. It's like okay, so where do we want to go for dinner? And then you know how like whenever you ask somebody or when somebody asks you like how old are you, you're like. Oh, okay, yeah. And so, like, I mean, it ended up being something where, um, we're like, where do we want to go for dinner? And then, like, the only place whenever I come back to town that we end up going to dinner is uh, generally downtown Durham. And I hate driving all the way over that way. There's a lot of nice stuff there, and there's a lot of places in, you know, DBAP and all of that area or even just further downtown. But I just hate going all the way over there. So I was, like, trying to think anything in like South Point East or anything. And, and I knew if I was going to be coming over here tonight that we wanted to do something a little bit closer where it wasn't as bad. And then, but it's just like drawing a blank on every aspect. So just ended <laughs> up like trying to narrow down, okay, like what types of food do we want to do? And then went from there and then it was like, oh, just okay, Italian. So then we ended up picking a place that was near the airport. So it wasn't too bad. But um, again, like I, whenever I come back, I always end up blanking on any place to eat. So it just... Because I never ended up going to eat out that way. It was always either in Briar Creek when I lived there or, or Holly Springs all the way closer to out this way when, when I lived out this way. And so I just never under or never really thought of places to go out to eat that we want to take, you know, 10, 12 people that, that, are, or, that are good as opposed to like I generally don't go out to eat and just kind of sit down and kind of enjoy it and, you know, kill the night. It's like, okay, go get food, go home. So, right, yeah. like And so <laughs> – is that fucking old hunter gatherer mentality? Mm-hmm. Like I have acquired sustenance. Let's go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's just sit down and talk. Well, and a couple of drinks. Yeah, where like I, <laughs> the, the concept of like after dinner coffee just eludes me. Where it's like, oh. well, no, we're done food, so let's go do something else. And so that, <laughs> it, there, there really wasn't much there, but it, it was good. We got the the team together, and then just. Uh, they had some some good conversation and stuff like that. So it was good to because we had everybody in town for uh, for some training this week. So it worked out well. Um, but then driving back this way, it ended up being very nostalgic because again, having lived not too far from here for for a while, um, and then just trying to figure out you know the best way to get here, and then driving on the highway and everything, and, and taking the old exit and everything. Um, I ended up being on those roads a lot at night, like after hockey games and things like that. And it just reminded me of it's, it's because I'd spent so much time back home recently uh, with my, my buddy passing away. Mm-hmm. Um, it's different than like growing up there and like knowing all the back roads yeah. and all that stuff, yeah. but then having lived here for so long and then not living here, but still knowing the way around and taking all the old roads that I used to drive and stuff like that. Um, it, it reminded me a lot of like growing up with my dad driving, like we would go to Eagles games and depending on the way traffic let out, like as, you know, a 10 year old, I would recognize the way we were going versus not, or like knowing highway signs and needing to get to 95 to, to get one way. And then like certain times we'd be like, and like, I'd ask him like, do you know where you're going? And he's like, no. And I'm like, like my 10 year old self would like shift into like an anxiety ridden, like 65 year old to be like, well, how are we going to get home? <laughs> And like not knowing, like if like 
the concept of how I drive now is it's like, okay, I know the general direction I'm going. You can figure out how to get back to which road, stuff like that. Or like when I'm driving <laughs> in Chicago, I'll just have the, the map on the GPS up and not even really be on a route, but just know, you know, go that general direction or east, west, north, south type thing. But it, it just, that was one of the thoughts where I vividly remember leaving a game at night and going the opposite direction because traffic was just not moving and be like, we're never, we're like, we're, we're going to die. Like, we just have no idea where we're going to go. They're going to find our burned body somewhere because we don't know what we're doing. And we're going to start to death in traffic yeah. that was that was pretty much it so <laughs> oh my goodness but that was that was what it felt like when i was uh making the turn off of a, a one under 55 where that was a, a memory that um popped back into my head so that was a that was an interesting one to, to circle back to oh i know <laughs> there's so many so many man i can, i can see that like i kind of get that way if i ever go up to charlotte sometimes mm-hmm. or or for some reason if i ever go back to the fucking mountains uh, I get that way too because I'm like, oh, okay, I know where this is. I don't know where that is. People like people ask me about Asheville. I'm like, don't. <laughs> you know, like, there's like, there's nothing there. Like, real talk. Uh, Asheville is just a ugly looking city. It's mm-hmm. just gross. And everybody's like, the mountains are so beautiful. The mountains, they're just so gorgeous. Well, the fuck, they're like, when you fucking like it, ropeadopes you. Once you get to like, once you start to see the ranges, and then you actually get. You know, you get to fucking Asheville or fucking Canton. <laughs> well, and that's what I've only been there once. But then I know a lot of people that have, um, or at states where Boone. Yes. Or, yeah, so, so, so being out in that way where, yeah. where it's very similar where, again, you're like approaching the mountains and, and all of that stuff. Um, but then once you're there, like it's, there's nothing there or, or anything <laughs> or anything that's even out there remotely into, into what you can, uh, end up having as the city or civilization so oh man i know i spent so much four years four years in the mountains man walmart was the the hopping oh yeah yeah that, bad. from a lot of the the people that i know um that went to to app state on facebook i mean that was the there wasn't much that they were doing out there aside from uh that and just kind of uh, uh house parties and stuff like that so or yeah. apartment parties they had they had a, a few more activities because western was two hours west of app okay so <laughs> we're almost to tennessee like not the great part of tennessee yeah yeah but i think we were maybe an hour away from knoxville once well, so, yeah i remember one time i went there coming south from maryland it ended up driving through tennessee mm-hmm. from virginia into tennessee and then back into north carolina to get oh, over to that way so yeah. yeah that wasn't uh anything near again anything near civilization so <laughs> first uh first case of road rage i saw was actually in Bristol, coming back that way. Uh, uh, I got I, some dude I had a beat literature class with in college. I randomly was just like, we were like, do you want to go to that rally that John Stewart and Colbert are doing? I'm like, okay, yeah, fuck it. So we took this fucking uh, beat up fucking minivan mm-hmm. that couldn't go over fucking fifty five. Fucking drove it through the mountains, and on the way back, we saw basically uh, some pretty good old fashioned road rage. Guys fucking pulled off the fight in a church parking lot. Oh, and I yeah. Was like, you there know, you go. I was like, I'm never coming back to this shithole of a town again. For those of, you know, fucking people from Bristol, fucking, well, I'm sorry. Like, you <laughs> send me send me a basket of not road rage. Yeah. <laughs> well, and it was, it's different as far as driving here and seeing, for me, the, again, like, just out here, there was, it was on one before, uh, uh, the 64 split. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, 
you know, late at night, so there's not too many cars on the road, but there's the car in front of me that's close enough that I need to pay attention to it. And it's slowly making its way into my lane. Oh. It's <laughs> straddling the, the line. <laughs> it's three quarters of the way into my lane. And then they put their blinker on for a second, <laughs> turn it off, and then they sit in my, and then they, they finally make it into the rest of the lane. So I'm just like, yeah, like if I was at home, there would be a lot more um, traffic on the road right now in general. But then also like you'd have people flying by on either side of you, like racing up their ass and just laying on the horn or, or picking and choosing, or that would have just caused an accident or something. Um, and so it was just uh, interesting to see what, uh, like just the different feel for it and kind of where it, it definitely did feel like getting thrown in the way back machine here as opposed to, yeah. to being in kind of a hyperspeed uh, back home. So, yeah, golly, I couldn't even imagine. I haven't been to, I haven't been back to Syracuse in a decade. Yeah. And like, I just couldn't, God, I couldn't imagine going back now. And, and for me with having, having gone back and spending a lot more time both in Pennsylvania and then in at, at home, for the extended period mm-hmm. um yeah it was it was definitely kind of a topsy-turvy like throw everything yeah. on its head type thing because it's you if you're planning a trip it's a little bit different but then just kind of jumping yeah. into it and going straight into it it's it's completely different and and having it having to go back and i mean that's one of the things that i haven't really closed or come full circle on is a lot of that closure and one of the for whatever reason like it's it's part of the like the Amanda always accuses me of being ADD or something, which it very well could be true. Um, but like one of the one of the things that uh, in dealing with with my buddies passing away, like I still and I still haven't watched it, but like one of the movies for whatever reason, like I had this burning desire to watch the movie Elizabeth Town mm-hmm. um, with Orlando Bloom and uh, I believe Kirsten Dunst is in that as well. Um, but there's a lot there as far as with him taking a road trip and then eventually getting back home, um, and so there's a lot there that. Uh, from what I remember, um, is uh, is something that that has been at the top of mind. So that may be something I eventually get to do over the next couple of weekends. Um, but it was it was a lot there about like the being at home and and kind of the journey being the catharsis and, and a lot of that stuff. So um, that was one of the things that had been like on the the ADD menu for me where it's like every time I was like well yeah what are we doing oh I want to go watch this movie oh what are we doing oh I want to go watch this movie okay so let's see if this is it because what, what that reminded me of I, I did get to watch we just spaz out in uh um the first person um almost it reminded me of this Brazilian word um or Portuguese word excuse me I, I don't read books good uh-huh well, that's what I, I was presenting today, and I said something, and I stopped. And I was like, "Wait, that wasn't even an actual sentence." And so I was like, "Yeah, at least I'm listening to myself speak, so I can realize I'm not saying words in correct orders." Yeah, I was trying to see if it actually. Um, I almost sort of captures what you're talking about, but not quite. Um, it basically deals with like. Um, like how there's always like when you go back and stuff, you, there's always like a mix of you look back on nostalgic stuff, but there's always a mix of melancholy with mm-hmm. it. Um, and I'm not even gonna try and pronounce that. It's, that's uh, nope. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like I mean, there's always a mix of that stuff, and I find myself doing that a lot. Um, 
melancholy. <laughs> like it just just the idea of it's just always interesting to me how those two things are almost always inter- intertwined. At least at least in you know at least in my life, like you know, I never I I wasn't one to to basically look back on stuff and be like, man, I wish I could just be there again. But, you know, it always seems to happen when you're like in that physical, in the physical place. Well, it, it definitely, and I, I'm not even going to try to pronounce this either. Cause that's <laughs> the, even the phonetic pronunciation is, isn't going to, to work for me. Um, <laughs> but I mean, we'll, we'll link to it. Um, but one of the other pieces that it says here in the definition is moreover, it often carries a repressed knowledge that the object of longing might never return. Yeah. Um, and so for me, that's even the bigger piece where, I mean, where we were last time when we recorded at the beach, it's yeah. like for me knowing that everybody was there, everybody was having a good time, but the, we'll never be able to, to basically replicate that. We'll mm-hmm. never be able to get back to there. Um, and to try to, to want to continue that is, uh, is, is pretty much a, you know, a futile effort. And then the, the emotional longing for kind of continuing that and a lot of similar, uh, aspects is really something that I deal with a lot because again, going back to community building, being only child and constantly having to search for and find friends and everything of just, of not having that and always wanting to do like have plans and keep going and keep going because it's kind of like I keep going forward so fast because I want to keep building up everything that I've done and kind of reproducing it and everything. So, I mean, that's something that I identify with a hundred percent. Yeah. And speaking of, uh, speaking of nostalgia and taking trips in the Wayback machine, my, uh, man, my 10 year high school reunion is coming up. Okay. At some point. And, uh, I really don't want to fucking go. <laughs> that's what uh i oddly like it was there was a the year before us they they made a big production out of it and then nobody really started scheduling anything and then all of a sudden it came out of nowhere where they did it over thanksgiving one year and i wasn't <laughs> going to be back home for thanksgiving that year and then so i missed that one and then afterwards it was like some of the people were like well all the people that i would that i want to talk to i already talked to yada 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 but i Kind of think that's a cop out, but again, that kind of goes back to me like wanting to reproduce everything and uh, be a people pleaser and kumbaya type type <laughs> crap. Um, but I, I can definitely see the the good and the bad, and, and some of the people having nostalgia for it, and then some of the people wanting to avoid it. Um, but then, where where exactly would that be for you? Is that back in Syracuse? Or? No, that's uh, that's in Garner. Okay, that's in Garner down here. Yeah, I guess there was like because my uh, my roommate graduated the same year that I did. So. Okay. My roommate got the uh, uh, got like the invite to the Facebook thing, and I didn't. My roommate's like, "Do you do you want me to like? I can add you to that." I'm like, "No, <laughs> no, that's no. okay." Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, no, I, I'm I'm good. That's what we like to call serendipity. Yeah. <laughs> or the whole uh, the whole office space. We just fixed the oversight and then uh, and go, went ahead and didn't add you to it. So yeah. I was like, no, 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 no. I mean, like, I barely like like. Man, I like barely like like those people, and I was like, the thing is, like in high school, everybody's fucking weird, mm-hmm. and like you know, I don't want to go like hang out with people that remember like that I was just fucking weird. Like, even though they were weird, but in your own head, yeah. most of these people aren't at the at the right point in their life to go. Oh Jesus, I don't know, I was fucking weird too. Yeah, you know, 
I don't want to like go hang out with these fucking people. <laughs> they didn't like like they really didn't like me then. I'm not a big big well, not a big fan of them. No. One one of them fucking I swear to god, I had I had I went to middle school with this one girl and she could never get my name right. We had tons of classes together. Senior up until even in my senior year, she always called me fucking Danny. Right. Well, I was gonna say, like, how could she not get your name right? It's not like a difficult name, or it's not something where it's unique. Like, it's yeah. a pretty common name, and then it's something where, again, even like if you shorten it to to the you know shortest form, it's only three letters, so it's not yeah. that big of a deal. And like, and it's not you know, it's not weird. Like, yeah, I was just sitting there. Unless like, you were named a Val, it couldn't be any possible yeah. easier. Yeah, like I'm just sitting there. I'm like, man, like what do you say? Oh, she's so nice, and I'm like. Fuck her. <laughs> well, it, I mean, for me, that's kind of the same thing where on a regular basis, I, again, I go by Rick. I call myself Rick. In my family, I'm known as Ricky because I'm a junior. I was right. Like, that's kind of what my parents called me to begin with. Um, but as I started going like into high school and definitely into college, I started introducing myself as Rick. So that's what people knew me as. To this day, people I work with on a daily basis still call me Rich. I've never introduced myself as Rich. I've never referred to myself as Rich. My name is Richard. I've never signed anything as Rick. My email signature, or I've never signed anything as Richard. My email signature is Rick. Like every everything, everybody I know with on a regular basis refers to me as Rick. And so just like it's, and like I had experience with that, like in jobs in high school and things like that, where bosses would like not remember coworkers' names and things like that, and so it ends up being like a respect issue and and some of that where it's like I'm giving you the respect and like the space in my subconscious to you know remember your name, put the name to the face and all that stuff. So I mean that's one of my largest pet peeves, and that's like where I'm mortified when like I screw up somebody's name or like I don't put a name to a face and stuff like that, just because of that because I know it does affect people on you know uh, on many different levels. But yeah, yeah, <clears throat> dude, I just you know, and I still remember that it was fucking decades later, and I still remember that I still remember her full name because I remember all the conversations that I would have with people and be like oh, about she, her. I'm yeah, like, she's really nice. I'm like she can't remember she can't remember my name. And it's not like we were just like, it was just like a one-off class or whatever. From middle, middle school, school forward, man, I don't even know what she's doing right now. I don't think we're friends on Facebook. It's not like she could remember how to fucking find You find me. you anyway. Or, yeah, there, there's a Danny pair somewhere that she's friends with that she has no <laughs> idea. It's like, yeah, that, that Danny guy's a cool guy and she yeah. doesn't recognize him at all. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. The, uh, man, it was fucking, <clears throat> man, it was fucking high school. I don't like, I'm like. Man, high school down here was like weird. Like, um, like the school I went to was like really clicky, and like you know, it was like you know, it wasn't like oh god, what is that movie? Oh god, where the guy is like, is it? I think it's Stand and Deliver. Well, I was gonna say she's the man, but <laughs> yeah, we'll go with yeah. Stand and Deliver. Yeah, yeah. Where it's like, how do I reach these kids? Yeah, yeah. Like, um. It wasn't like that bad, but it was like there were you if you like if you did if you found yourself in like a regular class, like non honors, non AP, IB, whatever. Mm -hmm. it, 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 you know, it was like a few steps away from that, and there were a lot of fights and and that, and you know, a lot of a lot of gang gang stuff. But 
you know, which is so weird for a fucking high school in the middle of the fucking South. Yeah. You know, but man, I fucking, fuck, man, I don't miss high school at all. Well, and that's what now it even, it's making me realize I'm not too far removed from my 20 year anniversary, um, where that'll be coming up in, in four years. So I have no idea if that'll actually end up happening or I'll pay attention to it or I'll even get an invite for it. So we'll, we'll, we'll see how that goes, but you know, not being in the local area, I don't know, depending on when that would happen, if, and when that would happen, if I would make it the trip back for it or whatever, but we'll, we'll see where that goes. But you know, a lot can happen in the four years. So we'll yeah. see. They'll be searching for rich. Exactly. And, and they won't be able to find it. So, um, so yeah, I mean that, that'll be interesting. Yeah. Like, I don't even know. Like I've never gone to a, like there's like homecomings at Western and stuff. I never go to those. Um, mostly because our football team is trash. I, I, well, and then even like the college aspect of it, it would be. Uh, I mean, two years ago was would have been my ten year college mm-hmm. anniversary or college graduation reunion or whatever. But there, I didn't even see anything. I mean, I don't even know if like that's something that they end up doing more and more there. But I mean, most of the people that. I, I keep in touch with a handful of people I graduated graduated with from you know the um, College of Engineering and stuff like that, or just as comp sci majors and things. But um, there wasn't anything really official that was that was something yeah. that that they did there. So that I wouldn't even know of anything there. Yeah, I don't even I don't even know. Like I don't even think about that stuff half the time. Like I'm so it's weird. I could constantly write about the past, but it's mostly because I'm just pulling from experiences, but like I never, never want to go back to a fucking past. It's so weird. Like, you know, I very rarely find myself nostalgic for things because what happens is, you know, I'll watch something, you know, I, like I tried watching fucking Beetleborgs, right? <laughs> right? So, you know, oh my, my God, Beetleborgs. <laughs> so, right? Um, so, my mom and I fucking, before we moved down here and like fucking, um, you know, it was like 98, 99 or whatever, we would sit down and fucking throw on fucking UPN, which doesn't even exist yeah. anymore because we didn't have fucking cable and they would do like fucking kids programming on like Sundays and we'd watch fucking like you'd see shit. Some of the, the, um, uh, the X-Men, the X, the animated, animated series, which is fucking trash. I don't know if you've looked at that recently. Um, and that animation is awful. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, a lot of the storylines that they did were good, but just some of the animation, later on it got better, but early on, like, what they used for the intro with, like, there's some shit with Cyclops where, like, his <laughs> his jaws pointing one way and his visor's pointing another way, and, yeah, so some of it's bad, but it got better as it went on. And, um, what is it? So it was, uh, so it was, would be that, and, like, um, uh, back when uh, Ebert, and Siskel and Ebert, that's mm-hmm. when Siskel was alive, because um, they replaced him, with, he, he died. Once he passed away, yeah. And then, so, it was like that, and like, uh, Spider-Man and his amazing friends, yep. like, fucking, all that stupid shit was on there, and like, fucking Beetleborgs was on that shit too, and I was like, man, I fucking love this, you know, fucking dumbass nine-year-old, we'd fucking, you know, fucking be eating donuts from the fucking local, you know, fucking Smiths, that was fucking quarter mile, mm-hmm. not even, not even a fucking, that long, ten minute walk fucking eat donuts and shit i tried watching that shit like it was bad dude it was real bad i was like oh my god like i would have like as an adult now if i had visited like my past self like that i'd just slap the shit out of myself well and i, I mean i think that's it. the way most of the most parents are with 
I mean, stuff that kids watch, be it, uh, you know, toddlers, uh, preschoolers, kindergartners, all the way up to, to whatever, where, I mean, I think it also ends up going the other way where, um, when my, like, and both ways, uh, I mean, when my parents visit, it's like uh, talking to my dad, like, did you watch, do you watch the show? I'm like, I don't know. I don't. I've never heard of that show. I didn't know that show even existed, nor did I know the channel it's on even existed. So I don't understand how you could enjoy that any way, shape or form. But then for me, like I can just have impractical jokers on 24 seven and not have it be a problem. So like, I understand both ways. Um, but yeah, but I think there's a lot where like the point in time where you've got a mindset and like it, it brings all of your stuff together. Um, and it, it's able to do that. Cause I mean like now probably like I wouldn't be able to go back and watch like the original power Rangers and still be like fulfilled by it. Um, whereas like at the time, like it was perfectly fine to like watch on like Saturday mornings and shit like that when I was growing up, when it was, was first on. Um, so yeah, so I mean that, that t- totally makes sense to me. So funny. I remember, I remember what I used to fucking watch. So, Back in, um, so back in, in New York, when, uh, like a year before I moved or whatever, um, we got a new channel that was called PAX, and it was added to basic mm-hmm. TV. And all they fucking did was play reruns of, like, Touch by an Angel, Murder, She Wrote, and that Diagnosis Nurse's Murder. murder. I watched the shit out of that. I love Diagnosis Murder. Fucking like, I'm like, this dick fang dyke, he's a smart motherfucker. Like, he's a doctor and a detective. Yep. That that was one of the shows I loved. And and similarly, when I would go visit my my grandparents um, at their their trailer, they basically had a a trailer at a... um, it was a beach community, but like you, you had to, you could only get there, like, or you could only go inside, like, if you own stuff there or whatever. Um, so, like, I would go and spend weeks at a time with them and, and whatever. And they'd never, they didn't have cable there. They didn't have, it was, this was well before, like, the smaller versions of the satellite dish and all that stuff. So, all they had was a VHF and a UHF TV. So, you know, whatever you could get off of, off rabbit ears or whatever. Um, so, I remember watching, like, the, the Super Mario Brothers, Captain Lou Albano, Super Mario oh, Hour. Yeah. Or whatever, um, but then also basically like Pax and some of those other channels were there. So I would I would just go and visit, and then you know spend all day at the pool, and then come back at night and just watch whatever was on there. So I, like I mean I would I would straight marathon uh, Diagnosis Murder well into the night, um, and I mean some of those I, I mean just seeing uh, the guy that played his son, which I think was his actual son in real life, um, and then like the the other the guy that played one of the other doctors. Um, and some of the other people are, I'm drawing a blank on, but yeah, I remember a lot of those where for me, that's all almost kind of the hilarity, uh, that would cross over into like Walker, Texas Ranger, as far as some of that too. Um, so, so those were some that I would watch there. And then the one show that, uh, growing up or it was kind of, it was in middle school and high school that me and my dad watched together on, on Friday nights was Nash Bridges, which is another one that would, would go into to the realm of, uh, looking back now, complete implausibility. Um, but the, at the time, they were perfectly, perfectly uh, fine to just sit down and watch. The show, so kind of like all this, like man, my grandfolk, my, my grandparents would always watch like some of the craziest shit. Like I remember, I was in an F and M like two years ago, and like there's a lot of kids and stuff, and like you know, I'm, you know, I am younger, but I'm also not like you know, primary FNM, yeah. FNM age, you know, like, you know, I've been through a couple career changes, fucking whatever. 
And uh, I sat there and I was like looking up. I was talking with Zach. It was, it was a fucking while ago because Zach was there. And we're talking and I'm like telling him about this show that I remember seeing growing up with like this fat guy who did martial arts. And he's going back and forth. So, oh, you mean like so-and-so's Jackie Chan's fat sidekick guy? I'm like, I don't fucking know. And like, so I'm like sitting there looking it up on the phone. I'm like, oh shit, that show was martial law. Okay. All right. Like, hey, Greg. Greg, like the only other dude like over, you know, even close to, to fucking over 35 there. And I'm just like, hey, Greg, you remember martial law? Like he's in the middle of this draft pot. He's like, yeah, I remember that shit. <laughs> like... <laughs> well, now that actually, that does ring a bell because I'll have to look, at, look that up later once I, uh, once I get off of 1X connectivity here since I didn't connect to Wi-Fi. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that, that is one that, that rings a bell as well for me because that's, uh, I remember seeing that too. Oh man, that's uh, it, it. Always makes you wonder, like, who gets sucked into like non-target demographics. Like, I feel I enjoy Law and Order Special Victims Unit like way too much. Yeah, you and my <laughs> wife both. That's that's where I mean I end up having the affinity for Impractical Jokers, and uh, I could have that on any time of day for a, any amount, and I would not be driven insane. But. Uh, <laughs> Like, we end up having uh, on the TV, like, you can end up hitting up and then having, like, the, the favorites there. So one of those is USA, and one of those is True TV. <laughs> the, when you hit up, 98% of the time, Impractical Jokers is on True TV. When you hit up, Law & Order Special <laughs> Victims Unit is on USA 99.95% of the time. So, so that's one where, like... Uh, I would rather watch people laughing and being stupid and hilarious all the time as opposed to all of the, the you know, the gleeful joy that Law & Order spe- Special Victims Units brings. But uh, I, I understand the intrigue that people have for it as well. I, th- I think for me, it's like the, the joke that I, that I kind of tell is that I really like it because it's a fantasy world where all the bad guys are just white guys. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, the, the one black guy in the show is Ice-T. Like... <laughs> Writing like wrong guy, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, man, I can live in this universe. Well, it uh, it reminds me of I forget the exact comparison in in PCU. Um, did you see that? Or I don't know if we talked about that before or not. PCU with uh, Jeremy Piven, uh, David Spade at a young age. Um, Holy sh! We didn't, but you want to? Weird. There was a podcast that I listened to. Um. Uh, over on Laser Time, and it was a part they did like fucking college movies, mm-hmm. and they fucking talked about. Okay, that. that's Holy that's one of my shit. favorite movies. But there's one in there where it's one this guy's making up his own thesis or is making up his own major, and his I th- or I think he's a film major, but like his thesis was at some point in time you can always find these two movies on TV or two series or, or whatever, um, and then like near the end of the movie, like he proves this point because something happens where like one show is or one movie is on and it's kind of like the crossover of of the the, the two different shows <clears throat> and so like he gets up and he's like it's it's been done and like he's been watching tv so long when he stands up his legs can't support him and he just falls over um so i mean so that that's kind of the thing for me is like when i find windows of uh, of opportunity where law and order special victims unit isn't on usa aside from the four hours a week that they air wrestling on Monday and Tuesday nights. Um, I like, I want to like shout it from the rooftops and, and, and sing it out loud. But, you, know, you know, what's um, funny is the lead up to fucking wrestling. It's fucking like fucking, they started fucking noon 
Law and Order Special yeah. Victims Unit. And it's seven hours of that bullshit. And yeah, and then and then going in going into wrestling and oh wait, we're back to we're back in just in case you didn't see the first seven hours, we're just gonna run those same seven episodes again. <laughs> oh man, jeez, I haven't even watched wrestling in a hot minute. There's a pay per view. Uh there's a pay per view coming out. Um this Sunday. I want to say yeah, it's actually this Sunday because that's what I, I remember seeing some ads for it. So we've been we've actually gotten into it more after watching SummerSlam because I ordered the network for SummerSlam and we've been watching it more and more there um, and catching at least uh, Raw or SmackDown once a week. Um, so we'll probably end up doing something because that's what I'm trying to think if we have got anything else planned for the weekend, which I don't think we do much um i'm going to hit up like a couple of pre-releases and stuff but then sunday night we'll probably just end up watching um watching the the uh pay-per-view just to kind of catch what's going on yeah yeah um, i'll probably like i'll probably check it out like i get weird like my i think what it is is because like i watch on and off so so long that like i end up i get close to like i'll like fucking because I'm getting to the point where I'm going to be watching everything because Survivor Series is my favorite. Okay. My favorite pay-per-view. Just because I love the stupid gimmick of 5v5 Team Warfare. Okay, is that what it, it's up to 5v5 now? Well, yeah. I, yeah, I guess it always has been because they did... They used to do a lot of like eight-man tags in the past, but then mm-hmm. it always was... I mean, I remember a lot of the Survivor Series stuff when I still got like WWF the magazine and stuff. It was... They were still because it was always odd where they ended up having five people. Yeah, so that did make sense. I lo- like for some reason I just think it's so. I'll sit down and I'll I'll always fucking watch it because it's always a main. It's one of the big four. Mm-hmm. They've tried to take it away. I'm not alone. <laughs> a lot of people fucking like Survivor Series um, because like you end up it really like SummerSlam is kind of the one you kind of just like you can either jump in with or you can kind of skip it. Like I did watch it. You can taper off. Because the only, like, the real build-up, if you're going to watch, can basically start Survivor Series. Royal Rumble. Royal Rumble. And then you go straight into WrestleMania. And Mania. But, because I know, because I know I'm going to be fucking watching it from this point to this point. Yeah. You know? Because my mom, my mom always says, me, did you see Raw? I'm like, no. I was watching something on, oh, speaking of that, she asked me last time. Netflix show, you need to check out. American Vandal. Okay. Fucking hilarious. It's a parody arguably one of the i don't want to say best parodies but like one of the better uses of parody and satire of true crime documentaries okay. that i have personally seen and just the best use of like one of the best uses of satire that come out recently is that yeah. like a new release i think it dropped on the 15th okay because i think i think it popped up in my feed and i saw i saw something about it i've, I've heard a couple of good things about it but i haven't um I haven't checked it out yet, but I, I think I may have added it to my list. So I'll, I'll actually see if I can get any sort of connectivity on the plate or on at the hotel before I leave to actually download something, or if it would basically take until twenty thirty seven to download from the hotel <laughs> Wi Fi. Uh, if not, I'll just watch it once I get home. It's 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 really funny. The, the basic setup. I won't give you any spoilers, but the basic setup is um, it, it lampoons fucking making a murderer. Pool. Okay. Um, but the basic setup is you have this burner uh, burner dropout loser kid who basically gets accused of vandalizing 27 cars in the staff parking lot by spray painting giant penises. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I, I've seen I've seen something about it. Then yeah, because that that rings a bell. It's really it was like I was actually like I didn't want any of these things, so I ended up watching it all Monday, and I was just sitting there like, oh, there's nothing else on Netflix. Oh, let's give it a try. And I watched it, and was like, okay. 
right. Chuckled a couple times. Like, okay, all right. I'll get behind this. I'll get behind this. Yeah, because I mean, with everything that we end up watching, we end up watching a, a ton of stand-up comedy. So I end up getting mm-hmm. like notifications for every uh, new comedy special. But then now it's just like the Netflix algorithm is really branching out as far as other things it's recommending based on, on what I'm watching. Um, so I'm seeing a lot of like almost all like the new big like straight from Netflix type content. I'm getting notifications in, in email as well as in the apps and all of that stuff. So I haven't been able to keep up with everything that they're they're throwing my way. Uh, Jerry Seinfeld just had a new, <coughs> new stand-up come out, too. I uh, watched that. It was it was all right. I'm on the fence about Seinfeld. It's it's a show that I know is about nothing. Um, but then, at the same time, it's not something I'm ashamed to have missed. Uh, where, where, yeah. where that's something where I don't have a lot of nostalgia for. Um, where, at the, at the time, like, it was at its height. Like, I mean, that was... Um, when I was in high school, mostly, and or probably, I'd say late middle school, early high school. So I'd come home, uh, either finish my homework or not do my homework, and then just go straight up to the, the church parking lot where we'd all go play hockey. Like from the basically from it was September, well, basically year round, um, even even through the winter months when it was super cold. Um, so then, like, I'd come home, and then depending on the depending on how busy my dad was he would either be home for dinner or i'd make dinner or whatever um and there would be plenty of like seinfeld reruns on in like the six seven o'clock hour but then it would actually go into normal seinfeld and it was just a show that like because of my age but then also like i just never got into it and i could give less than like i understood the the cachet of some of the characters and especially like kramer and stuff like that um but i just i never got into it and it was something where like I didn't know him as a stand-up, so then it wasn't yeah. anything where I kind of had context for the show and actually enjoyed it. Whereas if I was older, I may have, but I mean, for the most part, it was something where like it was completely lost on me, and it's something I've never really gained affinity for, so I could really care less about. Yeah, like Seinfeld, it's like Seinfeld's a weird. Like I like it. I I'm not familiar with his stand-up at all. Um, I think honestly, what really made that show good was Larry David. Um, because Curb Serta has some, yeah. some of the same vibe. Um, and that's which, really, I, I mean, I know a lot of people love Curb, and I mean, they, they swear by that, and I mean, that's one of the, the other shows that is kind of like one of the best comedies of all time type mm-hmm. thing. Um, and it's not, not anything that I've uh, I've watched regularly either, but that's not something where, again, it's something where I feel like I, I miss, or its target demographic is completely missed on me. It's just something I haven't had time for, uh, as opposed to Seinfeld, which just has, you know, no appeal to me in any way, yeah. shape, or form. Yeah, Seinfeld's a, Seinfeld's <clears throat> a weird one. The, uh, I've been, and I've been on, you know, for the past few months, I've been on a, I've been on a Simpsons kick. And I've just been watching, I'm, I watched, what, it, seasons three through, I think, 11 or 12, before we moved the Xbox upstairs. Because uh, you can only get the FX app, app. on Xbox. So. And so they're, what, up to, like, season 67 now or something like that? Yeah, 5006, yeah. So um, I've been watching been watching that. I got a couple, found a, thrifted a couple seasons, seasons three and four. Uh, man, I don't know what it was, but, because I grew, I, like, that was the big show that really hit syndication when mm-hmm. I was a kid. And um, you couldn't understand half the, half the jokes anyway as a kid. Well, there was something else similar to that where I just, I 
think I saw it on Twitter or Instagram or something. And I said it to Amanda, and it kind of blew my mind. Where I want to say twenty five years ago, I guess Rocco's Modern Life aired. So I think it was yeah. So that was on Sunday. I want to say um, that was like the the it it aired for the first time twenty five years ago. So that was again something where um, around the same time as again playing hockey and all that stuff. That was uh, a show that again was aimed at younger audiences and everything, but still had plenty of context similar to like SpongeBob does now, where yeah. there was a lot of uh like grown up material and adult jokes in in that show so that was one that i ended up watching pretty regularly um but something where again i didn't end up thinking i'd be referencing rocco's modern life anytime in the near future but just having that be like 25 years ago and it was like now i i feel a lot older than than i should yeah I, uh yeah i uh what is it i can always remember how many seasons of the simpsons there are because they came out, I was born in September of 89, and I think that first season came out, I want to say, in November. Oh, wow. So, like, you know, fucking came in together, probably going to go out together. <laughs> <laughs> me, me and the Simpsons, but man, dude, oh, man. Like, old TV, like, I hate, like, I watch so much TV. I'm, like, not even reading books, really. Like, I am just wasting my MFA. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not reading books, I'm hardly writing. Um, you know, I, I just, I've been playing some games. I've been playing the shit out of Persona 5, because I went through, back through again on the, uh, new game, started new, new game, game plus. plus, got close to the ending, then we went to, then I went to the beach for your wedding, and then I just haven't even fucking picked, picked it up again. <laughs> it's like, it's like, I'm so close. I was just done. I was just done. <laughs> but uh, similarly, I mean, we, uh, and I was going to mention this earlier when you, you talked about like the nostalgia stuff, but going through um, some of the art that we had, like we put together a, a gallery wall project and, and so uh, cleaning out some of the stuff we had. And so I threw away, I had a print of um, the, basically the lyrics to the, the sunscreen song, the Baz Luhrmann, like always wear sunscreen from, it's about 10, 15 years old, or, but like it's it's a lyric from a poem that he put the music and then oh, wow. he reads and everything. But like there's a line in there about like nostalgia is uh, picking up all the good pieces of the past without remembering the bad pieces type thing. <laughs> um, so like I threw that poster out, which is not ironic or non-euphemistic, but I threw that out and used some of the other stuff to, to hang up some of the other stuff that we <laughs> hung up on the wall. Um, and one of them is a print for Final Fantasy VII that I got oh, from, from C2E2. Um, but it's Cloud and Sephiroth standing there, and it's it's uh, basically I assume the the line is being spoken by Cloud, but it says I will never be dot 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 a memory. Um, and so that's kind of reignited my burning desire to go play Final Fantasy again. Um, and so I need to go dig out my original PlayStation from storage, which one of my friends like ran over in the driveway. Um, and so like that, that system was built like a, a brick and I, I still have the original Final Fantasy seven, uh, discs and stuff to play with. Um, but then like, I, I didn't know if I'd want to do like new game plus, or then end up just kind of re, uh, reusing. I still have some of my original saves from it of going back and, uh, just beating the shit out of everything and, or, uh, starting from scratch again. So I, I definitely will start from scratch sometime soon. Um, but I just don't know, uh, if I want to go back and just play around with everything that's like fully mastered and everything <laughs> and or do whatever but um similarly i was thinking of like all the new game plus stuff that that i could go back and do because like originally when i played metal gear solid i had 
I waited until my friend from across the street beat it the first time, copied his new game plus to my memory card, and then just went around with the invisibility uh, cloak and then uh, did did shit that way. Um, and then on Prime Day, I bought. Um, they had all of the Resident Evil movies on oh. on sale, so I bought all of those specifically on. They were a Blu-ray package. It was pretty cheap, like it was like twenty bucks, but it had all. I want to say six of them, um, and that's another one of those series where I know I've seen them. I don't remember which one I've seen because they're all named in a horrible naming scheme, and so there's like <laughs> there's no sequence to them by just by name, um, and so I I know. Like, I've seen certain ones, and, like, I've owned the first one uh, since it was on DVD for the first time, and that's one of my favorite movies, even as, like, campy as it is. But I could never remember if I saw the second one, the third one, the fifth one, blah, blah, blah. So I've been watching those, um, and I actually watched Extinction? Whichever, the one where they end up in Las Vegas. Um, I watched that one on the plane out here. Um, and so I'll probably watch uh, one on the on the way back, since I think I still have one queued up on the iPad. Um, but that's another one that reminded me of like the new game plus shit and going back in both like resident evil two, um, oh. and playing with like Leon and then being able to play as uh chunk with the, the tofu piece, um, and, and some of that stuff. So, uh, there's, there's a lot that, uh, again, we're sitting here looking over and seeing the 32 X stuff there and, and some of the other <laughs> stuff all over the place. Like there's, there's a lot that like last winter I had planned for like Netflix binging and everything and final fantasy 15. Now I just like, I don't really care about advancing in final fantasy 15. I just want to go play all, all the old games that I still have for, for original PlayStation. Yeah. Like, uh, I gotta, before you leave, you gotta see the, uh, you gotta see game closet. Cause, uh, that'll be, that'll be fun. Yeah. You mentioned final fantasy seven. I, I've never beaten the game. I've played maybe two hours of it, but I own two copies of it. Uh, both of them because the cases are misprinted. Okay. So I, I've come across them going, oh, this one has a weird misprint. Oh, so does this one. Well, I guess I'll just keep these. But it's funny you mentioned Resident Evil. You see her boobs in that first one, right? Yeah, there's there's like a side shot of it. Okay. So <laughs> I got to be I got to be the older tough kid at a sleepover. And it was in sixth grade. Uh, some dude named Chris had a just having like a it was like his birthday party. We like went to the roller rink and like went to had a sleepover at his house and his parents fucking rented him Resident Evil to watch. So I'm in a room full of like these it was either sixth or seventh grade, but I'm in a room full of these boys and they see her boobs and like, oh my gosh, right? Now mind you, I had already seen boobs because I had found my mom's porn stash when I was like six. So like they're like boobs and I'm like, boys, you wanna know something better than boobs? Let me tell you. <laughs> Tell you, man, so funny. Yeah, those kids. I don't think those guys. I don't think those guys were ever the same since. Like, I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't fucking talk to those people. Obviously. Well, and that's one of the reasons why I generally don't end up watching Game of Thrones on planes that much. Where I, mm. I was able to get through a lot of it, but that's where it's like you're normally watching it. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of death and stuff in there, but then out of nowhere, there's like massive amounts of nudity, massive amounts of boobs. Here's an orgy, and it's just like. How do you explain this? It's on HBO, and it's normal. So, I mean, I know it's cable, but it's not a problem. But then it's just like, this is very awkward in a middle seat. And it's <laughs> like waiting waiting for the flight attendant to come by and serve everybody drinks so you can press play and continue watching the rest of the, uh, um, uh, you know, rest of the orgy that's happening in, in the field. So, I'm like, yeah, okay. Um 
But yeah, it, it was. There's a couple of weird spots in the last one uh, that I watched where they they had flashbacks to the original Resident Evil, and one of them was the scene where like the, she's falling out. You can see the falling out of the chair, and you, you can see the the partial nudity shot and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, but it it ends up being where at one point they were just blasting zombies away and all that stuff, and I was thinking this is kind of awkward. And the guy next to me, or I was in the the window seat, middle seat was empty. Uh, he was in the aisle. He was watching some recent movie with Bruce Willis in it. I, I don't know which one exactly. Um, it could have been The Replacements, but I'm not sure. Um, and then, uh, or it wasn't The Replacements. There's a different one. The Replacements is with Keanu Reeves about a football team. I forget what the one with Bruce Willis that they're basically body doubles um, was. That was about, out. it was based on a graphic novel out about, nine years ago but i can't remember what the exact movie was um but so i I think it may have been that like duplicates or something or i don't know um but like they were it was an action movie there but like i didn't see like heads exploding or anything like that but there was just like there's just like scenes where they're just going in and like slashing zombie throats and like sticking them at pikes in the head and then the zombie dogs and all this (laughs) stuff i'm like what would actually be worse just like watching game of thrones and having all like the the ridiculous nudity there or is it something where, um, <laughs> like having all these zombies, where we know that they're they're zombies getting killed, blah blah blah? But is that is that worse as far as the the sharing it on the plane type type aspect? Oh, so I don't think I could watch anything on a plane. I got. I remember the one time I attempted to do work on the train. The it was the route. So the first train I took with myself, I took business class. Which, for those of you that don't know, uh, because I didn't know until I bought the fucking ticket, that that's the fancy class mm-hmm. of train travel. They give you a newspaper and a drink, which they immediately fucking basically demand that you get right there and then as soon as you sit down. And I dealt with the just nastiest attendant lady who just attitude all over the place. And it's not like this car was full of people mm-hmm. because it's a fucking Amtrak train. Yeah. And on top of it, this is fucking business class, so it's me and two geriatrics, fucking, you know, four seats over, two rows up, and that's it. That's in this entire car, because we're traveling at fucking, on a Friday, into Charlotte, on the fucking train. There's nobody here. And uh, I remember trying to do, just getting work done, actually, mm-hmm. just standing behind me, and I'm just like, oh, yes, how can... I be of service to you? <laughs> yeah, you know. I'm like, I'm not going to fucking watch anything. I'm trying to do this work for, but I don't, I just don't think, I mean, that one experience has basically just turned me off to just watching anything in public. Cause I don't want some, somebody judging me on what I'm watching. Well, and the, one of the biggest things that I remember for that is when I, I was traveling through London Heathrow at one point, um, this was a work trip. I want to say probably to Germany. Um, so I was probably connecting in Heathrow to Hamburg. Um, but I had, uh, I had, I had, I think downloaded and, or had the DVD rips of Eastbound and Down in the first season. (laughs) And so I'm sitting there watching on my, my nice big 17 inch MacBook, Um, the one that they had the, uh, Yao Ming, uh, Vern Troyer uh, commercial for where Yao oh, had the small 13 inch yeah. one and Vern Troyer had the large 17 inch one. Um, so I, I had the, the big 17 inch one um, that I'm sitting there in the middle of like Heathrow airports uh, 
and I've got that up and I'm, I'm watching it, the DVD rip or whatever, and it's going, and then it's the episode in the first season where, um, he says like he sold the, uh, jet ski, but then he just takes it out on the lake and the girl's topless in the back of it. So then all it is is like, I'm just sitting here in the middle, like waiting, uh, waiting for like everybody to get their gates assigned and go to it. And then it's just like this, like, again, the screen's like this tall. So there's just this huge topless woman like going across the screen. So I'm like, okay, that's awkward. So then it was the, the DVD player software. So I could just shrink the screen really quick and like move it off the screen. But there's always one where it's like, this is it, like, it's not bad. It's just now awkward. So it's like, I, I, I'm watching it for the comedic value and not just, you know, for the shock and all, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, that, that's one of the things that, I, that like, is my barometer for awkwardness for a lot of the, a, a lot of the watching, watching random shit in public. Oh man. Well, if you want, if you want an awkward viewing experience, um, I've recently watched all of Ballers. Okay. Um, is caught up. You want awkward? How about rock sex scenes? Well, I so I've seen. <laughs> I, I've watched all the first season. I'm pretty sure I've seen all of the second season, um, and then the third season one is there where they relocate to L.A. Where they're trying to um, they're trying to relocate the team to they're trying to relocate the Raiders to Las Vegas. Okay, and uh, there's that one is this, that season's in progress. There's one more episode. Um, I have he has there's at least three three or four rock sex scenes because there's there's a couple that um it like that he was a part of but they weren't really like that in depth for him but there's like one like in season two where like uh Terrell Suggs is there and he's like going to town at like a house party or something like that one that's very awkward where it's like uh the rocks character is like standing there talking to him through the door and like they're just they're just showing him like like pounding away and i was like yeah that's a bit awkward but okay like they're so that yeah that was oh there's some there's some choice cuts yeah i was there's especially in season three but man oh oh god then you have the uh oh god ballers fucking a there are a lot of sex scenes in that first season too because that's what i couldn't remember when the, the last season came back, because the app that I use for sports on here ends up showing whenever I go back into it, like on Sundays, it ends up being like br- presented by ballers or whatever. Um, so that was, that was one that uh, uh, I, I've again added back to my queue to, to sync up to, but just not remembering. Yeah, it's not bad. I was pleasantly surprised with it. Um, Rock isn't bad, but he's too big. He's just too. He needs to be smaller for things. He's just too big. Too tall, too too wide, too many muscles. Just too much. Just too much rock. Too much Dwayne Johnson. Yeah. Uh, there was someone else that somebody was just talking to him about, or talking about for him. Um, I know because he has a, a bunch of movies coming out and he's filming yeah. more and stuff like that. Um, but there was another property that he was just associated with that, uh, that I thought would be well, but I didn't think what it was. Um, but... As my sinuses are starting to run, it, it's also also coming up on just about an hour here too. So we should start wrapping it up um, so that I can go back to the hotel and catch my <laughs> flight in the morning. Um, but like I did, I got a tattoo as I mean, as you can see under my arm here, yeah, just like, the inside looks, of my arm. That looks pretty um, new. So I I got this over the weekend, so I got to get back and put lotion on it and then wash it in the morning. But um, like when I went back to stretch, um, it's a my most recent tattoo is on the inside of my my left bicep. Um, and I'm usually a side sleeper, 
Um, and so now that presents a problem when I try to sleep on my left side and then either keeping it on my right side and not keeping it flush on my body. So keeping it kind of arc. So I feel like I've got like this permanent chicken wing, at least for right now <laughs> where it's, it's flopping around. So like, I can't, I can't lay down on my left side because then that like scrapes it against the bed sheet and kind of scrapes it and, and kind of keeps it rough. And I can't lay down comfortably on my right side because then it just kind of flops down on, on against my body. I'm afraid of it scraping there. So I've, I've been like kind of really working and kind of figuring out how I can get my shoulder in and not actually pulled out or anything. So, um, hopefully I can get some rest tonight and then it's not too bad in the plane tomorrow where I'm, I'm awkwardly showing people, uh, videos they shouldn't be seeing. So <laughs> don't think of it as like, you've just got a temporary chicken wing. Just think that you're a really devoted Bob Backlund fan. Yeah. And, uh... <laughs> that was, that was another one where, uh, I think I was, I was listening to Cedric Phillips podcast about some stuff where they were, they were doing the review of SummerSlam and talking about some of it. And they were saying, like, one of the things for, like, some of the matches for SummerSlam, just people didn't give a shit about, yeah. um, just because they were, they were trying to push things. And so they were saying, like, back in the day, like, Vince would always, like, every so often he'd, like, throw in, like, a title change or, like, a house show just because it's, like, anything can happen. But now with, like, the internet and, like, all the other stuff, like, everybody knows all the stuff that happens instantly, so it's not that big of a deal. So, like, when they said that, the one thing that instantly came to mind was when Bob Backlund was champion and then... Uh, Diesel went and won the belt in eight seconds, and that was the 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 world record for like the fastest match that ever changed title hands or whatever. Where yeah. it started, he opened, he kicked him in the stomach, did the Diesel power bomb, and then he was a champion. Um, so so that's always my my one memory of of Bob Backlund, you know, start finish and and bar none going to be it. That is so fucking. Sick. So I just realized I know we're wrapping up here. I just realized that that fucking. Power, fucking jackknife power bomb done by a dude named fucking Diesel. So fucking stupid. Got jackknife to, for a fucking a tractor trailer, a diesel tractor trailer. I think I'm gonna fight Vince McMahon. I think <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna fight him. He's like 75. Granted, he's probably in better shape than I am. I think I could take him. <laughs> well, I mean, he just he's uh, he he made a uh, a return to Raw or something recently, yeah. and, and and then. Uh, or either brand, which we haven't we haven't watched it this week because because so much going on. But yeah, that was somewhere I know he's been been making a return to to the show too. So we'll see how that goes as far as coming coming up with the uh, the pay per view. Oh, I hope this fucker leaves finally. Well, that's what I I, I didn't I didn't want to you know sign off before we mentioned kind of our, our silent partner for the uh, uh, for this uh, week uh, in in Don's living room, which is a. a life-size cutout of Brock Lesnar, which is, um, I wouldn't say near life-size because I I think he's actually in life probably taller and bigger than that. Um, So it's, I would say, you know, three-quarter life-size cardboard cutout that he's been staring at uh, us across the room. And it's not so creepy that his eyes follow you wherever. It's just imposing um, and somewhat awkward so yeah so so uh hopefully uh the stat the the cutout itself doesn't doesn't hang around too too much longer or at least stare at me too much longer uh but then yeah hopefully they'll uh they'll end up doing something with him because i i don't really care to watch him like it's just yeah uh, it's the, there's only so much Paul Heyman I can take, and then there's only so much more of him saying three words, and then doing a bunch of suplexes are fine. But then there's really I'd rather see people that actually give a shit and try, as opposed to just winging it because yeah. you can try to suplex somebody seventy five times. Yeah, I 
there was a couple times where I was like, when he first came back, I was kind of excited, and then it quickly lost its deteriorated. Appeal. And I just hate the fact they put a belt on him. He can do he could do the same stick stick that he's doing now. Just don't put a belt on him mm-hmm. because it really devalues the belt. He doesn't fucking care. He's talked about going back to UFC, which whatever, fine. Exactly. Just you can't go from putting that wanting to put that belt on Finn fucking Baylor to fucking putting it on fucking Brock Lesnar. Like Finn's a fucking insane wrestler, but he, he's like six Brock Lesnar. Like, yeah. like you know, it takes six of him to make one Brock Lesnar because you can't put that on him. Build him the fuck up with it. And then just, who's going to take the title from him? Exactly. It's because you bury all your roster to Roman Reigns half the fucking time. Mm -hmm. You know, and you have all these guys. I mean, fucking, you go from being the first Universal Champ to fucking fighting, fucking in the mid-card. Yep, exactly. To to the guy that has, like, the... uh... The, the weird like uh hillbilly wizard type uh type gimmick so yeah uh you know i mean i'm hoping we'll we'll get some clarity there and, and if they end up having something where uh they get him out of there and i mean there's uh braun Strowman had a had a huge summer slam so i'm hoping they end up doing a bigger push with him um and then figuring out what they can do with some of the rest of it but um it'll be interesting to see where they go but yeah i i, I think we're on the same page with uh with uh what they do end up doing with him there so yeah I decorate it for Christmas. Well, that's why I, I can imagine him having some nice garland and a Santa hat would look well. So yeah, I did that last Christmas. So we'll have to we'll have to post some pictures on that one once the, <laughs> the season comes around again this year. So yeah, <laughs> but this was another uh, week of a live episode. Uh, we'll try to get these going uh, back more regular now that the the seasons are turning around and there's not going to be as much nice weather at least uh, sooner for me rather than uh, than yeah. uh, Don here in North Carolina. But uh, uh, so this has been another good week, uh, another good hour, um, and then uh, we'll have plenty more coming soon. Take it easy. Take it easy.